You're listening to the Set the Tone podcast with Anthony Manuel. Every week, I'll be talking to a new guest with a refreshing perspective on body, mind, and spirit to help you see the world and your life in a slightly different way. I hope these conversations inspire you and help set the tone for a new way of being. and gentlemen, welcome to No Filter Network. My name is Anthony Manuel. This is my podcast, Set the Tone, and here to set the tone with me today is a good friend of mine named Jordan Ilsley. Uh, Jordan and I met in Canmore, Alberta at a jam night, I believe. We were we were playing music together. Jordan was on the drums. I was jamming with my band, and, uh, and we stayed in touch, and both Jordan and I had strong interest in personal development and, and entrepreneurship and business development. And even though we met in the context of, you know, a bunch of people getting drunk and listening to us play music, we stayed in touch and connected over things like coaching and leadership and, and running your own business. And I was really, really excited to see Jordan uh, take off with his own podcast, The Positive Punch. So Jordan is an entrepreneur. He's the host of The Positive Punch podcast, which if you haven't heard you can stream it on Spotify. Can you stream it on iTunes as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. available on all streaming platforms. Okay, so all streaming platforms, the Positive Punch podcast with Jordan Ilze. You got you to gotta check that podcast out. It's awesome. I was on an episode, so you can go. If you want to hear a double dose of Jordan and I, you can go check out the episode that he and I did together. But Jordan is an amazing dude, and I'm really, really excited to talk to him because of, of all the people that I've met in my lifetime, I feel like there are very few who actually embody the principles of self-leadership and uh, embodying the ideas that they read and talk about. And I'm really excited to talk to Jordan about some of the personal development principles that he's applied into his life, the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, the challenges of, of leadership within a, an entrepreneurship role where you're not just working alone. Um, you know, most of the entrepreneurs that I've worked with are somewhat of solopreneurs as in they're trying to run all the logistics of their businesses together where Jordan kind of works with teams of people and he, he works with other people as well. So I want to pick his brain about that. And, uh, you know, more than anything, I think Jordan is just one of the most genuine, awesome human beings that I've ever met. So I'm really excited to have him on the podcast today. Did I forget anything in terms of your credentials, anything else that, about yourself that you want to share with people today? No, I, I appreciate the introdu introduction, Anthony. I, uh, such kind words. And honestly, I'm, I'm just happy to be here with you. I, I, I always love our conversations and I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn something new. So it's an honor to be here talking with you. Well, hopefully I'm not doing as much talking as you are today, because like I said, I, I really like having these conversations be more about my guest and just my opinions, right? So, um, you know, Jordan, you are an entrepreneur and there's a certain mindset that I find comes uh, that, that comes with being an entrepreneur. There's this refusal to, you know, work a normal job or working under another person. If you are, you have to be super inspired by the project. You have to have a stake in it yourself what is it about your mindset that you feel drove you towards an entrepreneurial lifestyle versus something that would be a little more conventional like say working for a job within a company you know that's uh that's a good question because i think it's funny before we were chatting today i was kind of reflecting back on this and, and reflecting back on my life a little bit and i think the one thing with me is growing up i always just felt like I was a leader. Uh, you know, I always had leadership qualities. I always, I loved 
connecting with others, collaborating with others and leading them. And it's funny, I remember uh, growing up in school at, at recess time, even it was always my, my friends would always be like, okay, Jordan's going to organize the games that we're going to play and all this <laughs> stuff. And so I always had a, a creative mind and just, I, I love people. I love uh, connecting with others. And so I think for myself, that's the biggest thing that has set me uh, apart and, and made me the entrepreneur that I am today. Right. So you, you think this is kind of like an inborn thing where you're, you're just driven towards that mode of operating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you brought up the word leadership. You're, you, you feel like you're a natural leader. And I know that there's a lot of mixed emotions that come up for people when they hear the word leader. Some people have a natural uh, re rebellious streak against the idea of authority. So the idea of leadership, they're resistant to it, at least being led. Um, other people think that they don't want to lead people because they don't want to be bossy. And, and, and there's, there's some negative connotations, but there are also strong connotations that if you're a leader, that means you're able to stand up for the principles that you believe in and you have strong enough values to sort of impart them and guide other people in a, in a direction that, that has you know, higher potential. But I would love to know if you consider yourself a, a natural leader, what does leadership mean to you and what are the qualities that a leader embodies? I love that question. And the first thing that comes to mind, Anthony, is uh, I believe it was John Maxwell that says this, um, but describing leadership as influence uh, is the biggest thing. And I truly believe that every single person is a leader in some shape or form, right? Uh, you know, we all have influence on, on each other. And so for me, uh, we're all leaders and I choose to see it as, as a positive thing because uh, for me as a leader, it means no matter who I talk to, you know, even if it's some stranger on the street, I want to make sure that I present and have a positive influence on that person because I believe that every decision, every choice we make has some form of impact on ourselves and other people. And so being a leader to me is all about uh, how we can not only bring value to other people, but create a positive impact and influence others to do the same. Hmm. I love this idea of influence because even when we're talking about modern day, some of the more desirable social status symbols are being associated with being a social media influencer or being an influencer in general, right? And that word is thrown around so much without considering what the implications of influence are. And to really acknowledge that your words, your thoughts, your behaviors, they impact other people and they influence how they operate within the world. Um, it just sounds like by owning that fact, that is an act of leadership in itself. And, and it's interesting because defining leadership as the influence you have over other people is, is very true. But there's this idea of self-leadership. And, and for me, one of the words that, that that's like one of the terms that comes to mind when I think of you is, is Jordan is a really good self-leader. He leads himself in the direction that he wants to go in his own life. So if, if leadership as a, a blanket term is the influence over other people, how would you define self-leadership in relation to that? Or does it have another, you know, maybe parallel understanding? No, I think, uh, I think that's very true. And, and thank you again for, for the words there, Anthony. Um, that's something that I've been very passionate about is self-leadership. Uh, you know, yes, I, I lead teams and, and yes, I consider myself a leader 
Um, but I also know that whatever I share with other people, I make sure that I do myself. Uh, I'm a huge believer of leading by example, but uh, I want to touch on something you said there at the beginning about social media, um, because I was just reading uh, something in a book called Help I Work With People by Chad Veach, and uh, I'll, I'll post comments about books, any, any books I recommend. But um, one thing I read in this book that I found super, super interesting about today's society and culture with social media is this idea that a lot of influencers on social media uh, require, like a lot of businesses require you to have a large following. And what happens is there's actually a lot of marketing and, and advertisings for you to actually buy followers. So you yeah. can have fake <laughs> followers on social media to grow uh, your business or your influence. And one thing I've realized is, you know, this, this can benefit people in a lot of ways with business, but what it does to our minds and, and what it tells us is very dangerous. It shows that our actions don't really matter. It's our following that matters the most. And that's a dangerous thing to fall into because uh, we need to stop worrying about how many followers we have and instead worry about how followable we are. Um, you know, and, and that's a, a passion of mine that I always share in my, in my Positive Punch podcast is how followable are you? Meaning, uh, how do you act on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, I, I often, with my teams and, and everything in business, I talk about, you know, what kind of team members do you see yourself wanting to attract, right? Do you want to attract team members who are disciplined, hardworking, who show up, who are positive, who work well with others? You know, and I always get them to interact and share with me what their ideal team members look like. And then the next follow-up question I have is, okay, do you hold those qualities yourself? Because I, I believe that if you don't hold those qualities or act with those qualities, you're never going to be able to attract that into your following. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I live by and, and really what I like to talk about the most. Mm. So for you, it almost sounds like both leadership and self-leadership starts with defining the values and the principles that you want to see in the world. And then doing everything in your power to, well, first lead yourself to embody those qualities and those traits. And then by virtue of that, it almost sounds like self-leadership is the form of leadership itself. Because if you're leading by example and you're leading yourself towards these values. So my question is, this, this might get a little bit deeper. How do you determine the values that you want to embody as a leader and as a person? If, if, the, if leadership and self-leadership starts with defining the traits and defining the values, how do you figure out those values and what, what philosophical basis do you have for deciding to change your mindset in a certain way? Yeah, that's, uh, I, I love these deep questions and that's something that I've, I've been thinking about a lot myself, but I think the biggest thing is it, it starts with, uh, number one, reflection. Um, you gotta, you know, Tony Robbins, I think it's Tony Robbins that said this, that is that, um, your life is often a reflection of the questions that you ask yourself. And so for me to figure out my values, there's been a lot of questions that I ask myself. And, and if you look in my apartment, I've got journals upon journals stacked everywhere because I'm constantly uh, writing out questions for myself. I'm constantly reflecting on my days. And I think to figure out the values that you hold is uh, one of the biggest things that I think is reflecting on your day and what gives you the most uh, energy, for example. 
but you want to focus on positive energy because there's a difference between negative and positive energy. But um, for example, I'll, I'll go through my days and I'll reflect and say, okay, what did I do today that made me feel excited, that gave me a ton of energy, that made me feel good, that made me uh, have a strong desire to push through the day? And, and then I, I look at the opposite as well. I look, okay, what did I do today that made me feel exhausted, that drained me? that maybe I was going through the work and I didn't feel like I was fulfilled. Because then if you reflect on those and look at those two things, that can kind of tell you where your values lie. Uh, for example, one of the biggest things for me that I reflect on is when it comes to things that deplete my energy, uh, two things, scrolling through social media. And also I realized TV is a big one. Not that I'm against, you know, watching TV shows and things like that. But for myself, I, I just reflected and thought, whenever I'm watching TV, suddenly I feel tired and I just feel like I don't want to do anything. I just want to binge a show. <laughs> and I realize that that that's not a value that is important to me anymore because it's draining me. Uh, and social media, I think social media is filled with so much negative things like hatred and, and just so much negative aspects that that's, that's another thing, but yeah, it's, it's reflection. I hope, I hope I answered that question in a, in the right way, but, uh, that's just kind of what I do. A lot of reflection. It's, it sounds like you're almost trying to discern activities that make you feel more engaged and participating in your life mm -hmm. versus the ones that have a more passive quality. I mean, even your brain state changes when you watch television to be in a passive receptive mode and there's no actual personal involvement, even if you're feeling the emotions of say like a and my partner and I just watched the Netflix series You, which is about serial killers, and we're sitting there and we're freaking out. And but like, but you're not even if you're like invested in a show, your brainwave state is receptive and non-participatory, and that can be exhausting. You can be like zonked at the end of that because your your brain is is basically shutting off to take in this this uh, this entertainment passively. So for you, would you say? the values that you're looking to strive towards is to, to identify the behaviors that um, make you feel more active in your own life, that make you feel more energized and inspired by your own life and using excitement as the compass to find what is good in life. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I think, I think that's, that's something uh, very strong in my life is the things that make me feel fulfilled and uh, give me that positive energy that make me want to get through the day. But the other thing that when it comes to values for me that I hold very strong is, is, um, is my faith, right? I, I'm a Christian. And so I follow a lot of, uh, you know, work from the Bible. But one of the, the things that I follow so much, and whether you're a person of faith or not, I think this is uh, something that everyone can act on is uh, in, in the book Galatians, uh, they talk about the fruits of the spirit and how we need to act out of the fruits of the spirit and not out of the acts of the flesh. And I have them written down everywhere, the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of the, the flesh to make sure that I don't uh, follow the acts of the flesh and the acts of the flesh being things that we as humans have designed to almost make us feel good in the moment, right? That idea of instant gratification, right? Such as things as uh, sexual immorality, hatred, idolatry, uh, you know, debauchery, getting, getting drunk for, for example. Um, and greed is a huge one as well with money, right. And what, what money can do to a lot of people. Um, but then on the flip side, the, the fruits of the spirit that really uh, bring your spirit alive and, and really give you that energy is 
things such as love, right? Joy, peace, kindness. Kindness is a huge one that I follow because I believe when we serve others, uh, there's a huge uh, feeling that we get inside of us that makes us feel good, right? I believe Simon Sinek talks about this in one of his books about uh, one of the love chemicals that we have, right? Oxytocin and how when we serve others, that gives us that boost of almost adrenaline uh, and that, that love chemical. Uh, and so I, I like to follow that, right? The future, fruits of the spirit and, and the other ones being gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I think that's really beautiful. And I mean, you know, having faith as a cornerstone for finding what's right mm -hmm. is, you know, like what, what you described in, in terms of what's written in the Bible, for example, is a universal principle. You can see your life start to go downhill if you start to live for instant gratification while foregoing any, you know, like more meaningful or, or purposeful things, if you're always looking to immediately gratify the senses, then, then your life will go downhill. And you can see that that's a universal principle that's written in an ancient book, you know, like the, a holy ancient book. And, uh, you know, even, even Nietzsche, the, the philosopher Nietzsche tried to reconcile this, this reality of, when, when religion became more in decline, when it was less of a, a, a primary force and, you know, there was, there was more atheism in the world, for example, he, he observed that there was this gap in values for people. And so he, he developed this idea of the ubermensch, which was, or like the overman, which was this idea of someone who con like consciously created his own values in the void that was left when, you know, he, he said that God was dead, but not as a like, you know, not as a statement against religion. He was just noting that, you know, like human beings with their trajectory turned their back on religious beliefs and they left a void. So by saying God is dead, he, he, left, he said there's a void where we found our values. And so he was trying to reconcile that with the Ubermensch, right? But, the, but there's, there's a lot of philosophical criticism that's saying, you know, for example, if you were to only look at your what makes you feel good, right? Because you, you also made a distinction between positive energy and negative energy. And you can get a lot of, of, of energy in the moment and you can follow a feeling of excitement, but it has negative consequences down the line, right? And so the, there's this almost insurmountable challenge of trying to create your own values and trying to define what is good by your own limited senses without something like a structure like religion, for example. So I think it's really really neat that you you kind of, you know, you, you look through this lens of biblical wisdom while also just paying attention to what happens in your life. And, you know, you did bring up a negative energy and a positive energy. Both are obviously energizing, but what do you define, like, maybe it's the Galatians thing that you just quoted, but how would you define the difference between positive energy and negative energy? Yeah, I think, I think it really does relate to the actions of the flesh and the actions of the spirit. But like I said before, anything that like, I find negative energy is things that really do uh, deplete you. Um, for example, and also, you know, when we follow instant gratification uh, at the beginning, I think uh, that it feels like positive energy. You know, when you um, do something that makes you feel good in the moment, whether it be, you know, sex or um, scrolling on on the internet right different things like that at the moment it feels good because it's giving that rush of of adrenaline but then 
you almost find yourself after you've done that activity, your mind starts to regret it, right? And and I remember listening to a podcast, and uh, I forget who it was that said this, but um, they were defining happiness versus gratification and saying that oftentimes gratification is something that makes us feel good in the moment, but has negative consequences in the future. Whereas uh, happiness is the opposite, something that may not feel good in the moment, but will feel very fulfilling later on. For example, even the idea of entrepreneurship. You know, so, so many people will find entrepreneurship difficult because they have to give up that feeling of a stable paycheck, for example, right? Uh, but later on, if you're an entrepreneur, you realize later on it has very positive effects because now you have more time to give back to your family, to your uh, to your loved ones. You also have control of your income to be able to give back to your communities, for example. Like a, a big thing I want to do is give back to charities and, and everything like that. But there are certain things I have to give up now in order to do that. And so that's kind of how I'd relate the two is is identifying gratification and identifying happiness. And obviously it, it does involve a lot of reflection um, and self-control is, is a huge thing, right? And you and I have talked about this in the past is being able to uh, define what negative habits we get into and how do we stop that from happening and, and get more into a disciplined state of mind. And so if someone came to you, someone, maybe even someone who wanted to work with you or who was already working with you and said, Jordan, you know, I'm really struggling with self-discipline. Um, you know, I know kind of what I have to do and I even see the bad habits that I have and I'm kind of, but, but I keep choosing these like in the moment gratification things. What would you tell this person who wanted to improve, who wanted to go from maybe like a more gratification oriented mindset to a more happiness oriented mindset? How would you, how would you coach them through that? Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's two things. Number one, um, is well first of all it'd be it's it's good to recognize it at, too right recognize that you're falling into this trap because then you can be in the power to change it um but number one is i, I would tell them you know first we got to take total responsibility for our actions uh, and the reason doing this is because when you take responsibility for all your actions uh it gives you the power to change your actions um, you know, so oftentimes people will maybe fall into a victim mentality where they think that everything is happening to them and there's no way to change that. So responsibility fixes that problem. Because, uh, you know, if you can take, take responsibility for your past, that now means you can take responsibility and change your future. So responsibility is the first one. Then number two is, is you know, when it comes to falling into bad habits and almost self-harming yourself in many different ways, there's a, a, a problem with, with self-confidence in yourself. Um, and so that's what I want to work at first, because the definition of self-confidence is being able to trust in your own abilities, judgments, and skills. So I oftentimes will tell them, look, what we want to do first is make tiny little small promise to, promises to yourself. And every day focus on keeping that small promise because the more and more and more you can stack up those small promises and keep them, the more and more you're building trust in yourself. And when you have high trust in yourself, then when it comes to the big things, the big habits that you're falling into, you can now trust that you have the ability to not fall into that trap. So, for example, one thing I like to do is uh, a small thing is, you know, maybe maybe you don't make your bed every day. 
Well, let's start with something very small like that. People often don't really realize the effects that it can have in a positive way is if I make my bed every morning and I stick to it, at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I see that my bed is made and man, I trust that I, I had that ability to do that. And now I'm slowly building trust in myself, right? So that's kind of the direction I take. But it's just stacking up those small promises to eventually have that full trust in yourself. Right. So you, you start with responsibility, you kind of take ownership of, you know, first, first it's recognition, then responsibility, then developing confidence in yourself by, by proving to yourself that you can follow through on the things that you say you're going to follow through on. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting because it sounds like you're trying to reinforce an identity, reinforce this idea that you, that you are the type of person that would follow through on the things that you say you're going to do. And, and it's, you know, um, James Clear talks about that in his book, Atomic Habits, where he says the, the goal of developing habits isn't necessarily to just do the thing. It's to become the type of person that would do the thing. Like the goal isn't mm -hmm. to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal isn't to read a hundred books. The goal is to become a reader. And there's this identification that happens within these behaviors that, um, that you start to develop as you, as you reinforce, you know, it's, it's not like your behavior informs your identity, informs your behavior, like a feedback loop, right? Yeah. So with that in mind, what's the, uh, what's the personal identity that you want to reinforce within yourself? What are the habits that you're currently cultivating and who's the type of person that you strive to be and live in alignment with? Man, I, I love that question. And it's, it's funny that, that, a lot of these questions that you're asking me are actually things that uh, I've really started to dive into over the last, uh, I'd say, month or two. Um, one of the biggest identities that I've been working on through myself right now is seeing myself as a son of God and, and God's masterpiece, knowing that I'm uh, sharing his word and working towards that in my faith. Um, but I, I actually recently redid a, a list of my affirmations. Mm. And I have that in my shower every morning. So when I'm showering, I say those to myself. Um, but the biggest one, the biggest things for me are, uh, you know, when I talk to myself, I want to say I am uh, a leader. I'm not defined by how many followers I have, but how followable I am. Uh, I am worthy of love to myself and to other people. I am a son of God and I am chosen to bring faithfulness, kindness and serving attitudes to everyone I meet. Uh, so different things like that. The biggest one being a, a, a servant by leader, uh, a servant leader. Um, mm. You know, I want to be someone that is able to give back to everyone around me, uh, whether it be to charities, to my church, to things I do through the podcast. You know, one of the things I love about my podcast is it first started out as just me sharing a little bit about my personal uh, personal development journey. But then very quickly became a platform for not only me to share my stories, but now other people to share their stories and inspire a community of change. So when I look at myself, my identity is all about uh, promoting positive change to not only myself, but to everyone around me. Mm. I love that, man. And again, like everything that you just said is, is at least the outward image that I have of you. I see you living completely in congruence with that. So like rock on, man. I love that. I love that the questions that I'm asking you happen to happen to line up with your own personal reflection as well. 
because I mean, I think as an entrepreneur, as someone who is uh, involved in personal development, asking yourself questions like this is really important, right? Um, what are some other questions you think people should be asking themselves? You know, just to go back on the the idea that, that you know, Tony, I think it was Tony Robbins, by the way, that did say that your life is a reflection of the quality of questions that you ask yourself. And I loved his example too, where it's like, if you ask yourself, why am I so stupid? You'll find an answer, you know? Um, <laughs> Or like so, what are what are some good questions people should be asking themselves on a regular basis, or even just once to dive deep into? What are some questions you think are really important for people to ask themselves from a personal development perspective? Yeah, you know, um, there's so many, so many questions, and I could get into like I, I, yeah, I'm serious when I say I've got journals upon journals stacked up here because I find every day it's almost like I, I find new questions to ask myself. There's new things that pop up, but I think if I had to go through some main ones, um, one of the big, some of the big questions, especially when it comes to identity, I think right now we live in a society where we're at war against our own identities. And so one of the biggest questions I like to ask is, uh, who do I think I am? Mm. That's a big question. Uh, it's, it can be a very hard question to ask, um, but also then I'll go into asking, I think, so many people should reflect on what are my strengths, uh, what are my weaknesses, um, and then if a person struggles with finding their purpose, uh, I would ask the question of if I didn't have to go to work, if I had all the time and all the money I needed, what are some things that I would want to accomplish? What would I see myself doing? Uh, and then the, the biggest question is, uh, one question that I find so powerful is if I knew I couldn't fail, what would I attempt in my life? Mm. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. So answering that question yourself, if you knew you couldn't fail, what, what would you attempt in your life? What's, what's the last thing that you answered to that question? Yeah, that's a, that's a big one for me. Um, for me, it's, uh, it's a lot of, of motivational speaking. Um, if I knew I couldn't fail, I'd look at starting ways that I can um, go and speak at, at different live events, uh, as well as music is a big one for me. Uh, right now I play drums, but I've always wanted to learn how to sing and play guitar. And uh, obviously, I know my singing voice isn't great right now. And so that's something that, uh, you know, if I knew I couldn't fail, I'd definitely pursue. Um, but that being said, when when I did reflect and the first time I asked that question and I wrote down those things, um, it really opened my eyes to realize that I we often put so many limitations on ourselves with failure. Mm. And I think there's so many ways that we can uh, pursue the things that we want to do, whether or not failure is an option. Um, and I even talk about my podcast. The podcast was a big thing for me when it came to failure. Um, I talk about this so much as I, so I started this podcast May of 2020 and the idea of the podcast actually came to me in the beginning of 2019. And so for a year and a half, I had struggled with the idea of putting together a podcast uh, because of failure for a couple of different things. Number one, I, I so often had, when I talked about the podcast, I, I often had people tell me that I didn't know enough to talk about leadership or I didn't know enough to talk about personal development. And so that was always holding me back. The other thing was 
I don't know how to do tech. I don't know how to release things like that. How, how am I going to be able to do that? Um, but through continuous talking about it, I actually ended up meeting people who were good at tech that I was able to kind of delegate that to who were able to help me. And at some point I just decided I have to do this. Otherwise I'm going to be struggling with this thought for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, so when it comes to failure, you know, I struggle with it myself as well. Um, it's something I continuously struggle with, but I also know that, you know, what's more important to me, the fear of failure or living a life of regret. Right. And I mean, that's th what, what's really cool too, is that you're able to leverage your network to find people to help you and to find, um, you know, solutions beyond your own perceived limitations, right? And one of the things that you are really good at, by the way, is networking. Um, even the connected perspective of happened to come from you reaching out to me after we had connected from, uh, you know, from, from meeting in a musical context, right? So in, in terms of networking and, and nurturing your network, do you have a, an approach or a philosophy about that in terms of how you stay in touch with people and how you nurture that? Or is it something that comes naturally to you? Um, you know, I think it's, it's the idea of, I've always been an extrovert. Um, so I think maybe that's something mm -hmm. that has come naturally to me. But that being said, uh, networking is, is also a skill I think that can be learned. Um, you know, I've read lots of sales books about, about how to connect with clients, how to connect with your consumers and, and things like that. Um, so that's a skill I've learned. But one thing I always keep in mind when it comes to networking and, and building relationships is that every single person actually has something to, to, to offer. Right. And, uh, and so. Every time I meet someone, I always want to take the time to listen to their stories, to listen uh, about themselves, because, uh, you know, just from what I've learned in my podcast, for example, I'll take, I'll have people on my podcast and I'll, I'll always learn something new from somebody. Uh, and so I always make sure to keep that in the back of my mind, because that's, that's what really helps when, when it comes to networking. Um, is just listening and, and realizing what people have to offer and, and also understanding what you can offer to other people as well uh, is a huge one. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's just not discriminating any person you meet and understanding that no matter what a person does, whether it's through their career, uh, through their studies, uh, where they come from, like everybody has something they can offer. Right. And so what, uh, do you have, do you have a story about someone who surprised you in terms of, you know, maybe someone who you would have written off or someone who you're like, how, how did you come to realize it's like, no, don't write anyone off because everyone has something to offer. What was your, what was your like aha moment with that? Uh, yeah, it's been, you know, a lot through, through my podcasting. Um, but also a story I like to talk a lot about is, is, um, how my podcast got started, right. Is, uh. I was having a junior high reunion with a couple of my, my old uh, junior high buddies. And this one day when they came over, they said, Hey, we met a guy through a, a missions trip. Uh, he's staying with us a little bit from Florida. You mind if he comes in and joins for our, our uh, at your place. And uh, I, of course, I, I always love meeting pe new people. So I said, of course, uh, absolutely. And 
when I met him, um, you know, we were, we, we had a, a couple little casual conversations, but then uh, in the evening we started to really bond. And that's when I started to realize he has his own uh, studio where he does recording and editing. And that's when I realized that he was going to be a partnership for me with my podcast. And it was something I never would have thought when I first met the guy. Uh, and not that I didn't think he was the type of guy that, that could do that stuff, but just because, uh, you know, when I met him, he was just a regular guy going to going to school, met through a missions trip. Uh, and next thing you know, we're partnering, partnering in my podcast. So that's a huge one. And then um, I, I often look back too. I've reconnected with a lot of people that I went to school with in junior high. Uh, people that at the time I never really had conversations with in junior high. Um, but now mm. we're reconnecting again and I've seen them, you know, some of them also do podcasting. And so we've connected that way and I would have never thought it back then. So yeah, just, just the reconnecting with people, I've realized, you know, how amazing it's been. My, my internet just kind of glitched out there for a second. Um, no worries. Yeah. You know, what I, what I heard, man, is that everyone seems like, they're they're a gold mine with with the gold vein that's there waiting underneath the surface like even if you can't see the value on the surface that like every human being has their own unique story every human being has sort of hidden skill and talent i mean i've I've been with my partner for coming on a year now and she still surprises me with their like you know hidden talents that i just never knew about and and it, it can be inexhaustible. Human beings are infinitely complex and wonderful creatures. And, and you know, just to, to write someone off or to put someone in a box uh, kind of limits you. So I think that mindset, man, like that, uh, that mindset is one of the things that, that allows you to connect with people in, in that way. You said you're naturally an extrovert, right? So what, do, what does being an extrovert mean to you? Um, yeah, you know, at, being an extrovert to me is uh, just love. I, I just love to surround myself with people. Um, that being said, I mean, over the last year, I've learned uh, also how to be alone with myself and work through that. Um, but I shine best when I'm in groups of people and, and with other people. Mm. And I know for some people, that's not always the case. You know, um, I know some people love just kind of uh, being with themselves all the time and for a lot, for some people, it takes a lot of energy to be in groups of people. Um, but for me, like I could go to whenever we have business conventions, you know, there's thousands of people that go there and, and I could spend hours upon hours being there, just talking with individuals. Uh, you know, we just had one recently and we were at a restaurant for a dinner and I stayed at that restaurant for five or six hours and didn't even realize how fast the time went by just because I was talking to people. Right. So to me, that's kind of, uh, how I would define it. It's amazing. And yeah, and, and, you know, that, that, that idea of getting, um, energy and having the time pass by just being around people. I, I empathize with that too. I'm, I'm totally the same way I can go, um, you know, obviously with COVID, um, affecting how easily you are to, to go out into the world and, and just have that experience of organically meeting people in person, there have had to be, you know, some, some workarounds. And I know that you started up some meetup groups 
for or you're part of meetup groups that that connect um, you know like-minded people. So what are, what are some of the strategies that you've used to stay in touch with people? Uh, and, and some sort of more innovative ways that you've used to be able to network with other like-minded people in the midst of maybe the, the, the sort of new way of connecting with people through a pandemic. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the pandemic was, um, at first it was pretty challenging for me, I'm not going to lie, because as I mentioned, over the last year, I suddenly realized I had to reflect on um, some of the I don't know if I'd consider it negative aspects of extroversion, but for myself, just realizing that, okay, I've actually spent so much time around people that now that's cut off. Uh, I now am with myself and that's when the, a lot of the serious reflection began to, to overcome. Right. And just realizing that I'm not necessarily defined by always being around people. Um, so that was something I had to work through, which was, was interesting, but in, in ways to to meet people and continue that collaboration. Um, like you said, it was a lot of just going back and thinking about the people that I knew from school, reconnecting with them, mm -hmm. whether it be through Facebook, Instagram, and then uh, having video calls with them. Uh, just a lot of times I would have a cup of coffee on my, on, on my um, countertop and I'd sit there with my cup of coffee and have virtual coffees with a lot of my friends, just connecting with them and hearing what they're up to. Um, and like you said, I started up meetup groups, but uh, another thing is just, you know, being here in Calgary, we have access to, you know, things such as the central library. And sometimes I'll go to that library and look at what's posted of what kind of things are happening in the city that I could get involved with. Um, even, you know, I've often thought about mm. some of the things that I'm passionate about, you know, things such as reading and music. How can I use those passions to maybe create groups? of uh, people to get together where we, maybe we do a book study or maybe we just jam with our music. Uh, and, you know, for mm. the time being, if it has to be over, over Zoom, it has to be over Zoom, but just finding ways to, okay, what am I passionate about? And how can I connect with people who are maybe passionate about the same thing? And we just get together and see what happens. Well, and you know, that's that's the point of these no filter calls to the reason I started um, this podcast was I actually work for this platform, no filter. And I saw its potential for, first of all, connecting with others. Um, you know, I love conversations like this. These are my favorite types of conversations where we kind of explore uh, personal philosophies and personal developments and, and, you know, the, the more interesting questions of self-discovery. Um, and what I like about no filter as well. And for anyone who's listening to this podcast on Spotify or iTunes or any other uh, streaming platform, these podcasts are recorded live on No Filter. We have some uh, live attendees right now. And any live attendees can also interact with the chat, but they can hit the knock button. There's a knock button down there where they can hit the knock and they'll, they can ask to join the stream themselves. So if we had friends that were listening to the podcast that wanted to come on and give their say, they could come join themselves too. And that was fundamentally, you know, I was doing the exact same thing. Um, I didn't really start a podcast necessarily just to have a podcast. I started it because I wanted to have more cool, deep conversations with friends and, and people whose ideas I liked. And this happened to be a convenient way to do it. Right. So, um, you know, if you're still using Zoom, we got it. We got to get you set up on no filter. <laughs> um, but that's that's beside the point, man. I love that you would have virtual coffees. I think that's like one of the nicest things that I've heard, I kind of wish I had done that more in the, in the, you know, the peak of lockdown and everything. That was something that, uh, 
I'm, I'm sure kind of kept you through as, as an extrovert, as someone who likes being connected to others. But also, I love that you were able to respect that time for introspection and to really see the opportunity that was in front of you, which was, hey, you know, I am not able to see as many people anymore. So this is a good chance for me to see who I am and to, you know, outside of the context of all these other interactions and all these other relationships, like who, who am I, what, what, what's going on with Jordan, right? So that's super cool. Um, do you mind if I do a quick speed round? I'll just like ask you quick, quick questions. All right. So question number one, uh, top three favorite personal development books. Oh, I, yeah, that one, I, I have so many then just three, but if I had to pick three, number one would be uh, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, number two is think like a monk by Jay Shetty. And number three would be the genius of Jesus by Erwin McManus. Nice. Uh, question number two, uh, number one mindset for aspiring entrepreneurs, like most important mindset principle for, for aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, number one mindset would be getting in the mindset of reflection. Mm. Cool. Uh, question number three, speed round. What is the most important thing to self-reflect on? Most important thing to self-reflect on is how do you view yourself and what do you think is your identity? Okay. Uh, three things that you are most grateful for in your life right now. Three things I'm most grateful for in my life right now. Um, I am grateful for the connections that I've made, the friends that I've made, uh, such as yourself, Anthony. Um, second thing I'm grateful for, my, my family, my parents. They've supported me through my, my entire life. Uh, and third thing I'm grateful for is uh, my talents that I've been given to be able to serve others. So I'm grateful that I'm able to serve others using my talents. Amazing. And last question, uh, if people want to find, obviously you do the Positive Punch podcast, your work, and learn more about you and what you do and what you have to offer, where can they contact you to get a hold of you? Uh, the biggest one is probably my Instagram page. So you can find me at the positive punch page on Instagram. Uh, and I'm, you know, usually on there to check, ch uh, check out chats. And uh, if you have any recommendations for podcasts, you'd like episodes you'd like to see, I'm always uh, able to be on there. So Instagram, but then if you don't have Instagram, uh, you can send me an email at the positive punch podcast at gmail.com. Amazing. So last question of the day, just to wrap up, because I really loved hearing some of your aspirations. One of the things that you said, if you uh, couldn't, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you focus on? What would you go after? And one of the things was public speaking. So if you were going to give a public speech or you were going to be at a speaking event, let's say it's a, it's a TED talk moment, you know, what would your TED talk be on? And what's the ideal setting for for your dream public speaking event uh becoming followable not focusing on followers but focusing on being followable i think that's a huge one for me mm, i love that that's i think you just uh you just came up with the name of the podcast title for today <laughs> becoming <laughs> followable with jordan Ilsley. this is amazing so again i want to thank jordan for for jumping on this podcast today with me this is the tone podcast my name is Anthony Manuel. We record these live on No Filter Network. 
And you should definitely go check out Jordan's podcast, The Positive Punch with Jordan Ilsley. I think it's uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts because Jordan is one of my favorite people and his mindset, his gratitude, his kindness reverberates in every episode. And, you know, if you, if you want to hear something that will absolutely affect your energy in every way, it's, it's, it's Jordan's work. So go check that out. Um, I reach out to Jordan yourself. If you, if you resonated with his ideas, because again, you like to meet new people. So anyone who's listening, who is a new person, go reach out and introduce yourself to Jordan. He's one of the coolest people to know personally. And, um, and he's full of hidden gems in terms of the value that he offers. Cause like, like you mentioned, everyone has something of value to offer. And I know that you are an absolute treasure trove and I'm speaking from personal experience in our friendship, man. Um, I'd like to thank you again for joining the set the tone podcast. And uh, for anyone who wants to see these podcasts live, interact with us directly, go to nofilter.net where you can see all upcoming podcasts for Set the Tone and my other podcast, The Art of Move with Dr. William Raybar. Um, Jordan, if you were going to leave people with one last little insight on how to become followable, what's what's the starting point for them? Uh, I would say... In anything, if you're looking to develop better friendships, develop a, a relationship, uh, develop new team members, ask yourself what qualities you'd like to see in, like, if you think about the ideal friend, what does the ideal friend look like to you? What qualities do they have? What does the ideal relationship look like? And then just ask yourself if you hold those qualities. And if you don't, uh, start to reach out to people you think that have those qualities and ask them just ask them what they do or, or how they have those qualities and yeah, men, find mentors, find friends and just develop those qualities. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You gave me a lot to think about today too. Um, I love learning from you as much as you said, you love learning from me. So uh, let's do this again sometime soon for anyone Absolutely. who was watching live. Thank you so much for anyone who was listening uh, on Spotify or iTunes, et cetera. Thank you as well. We will see you on the next episode of Set the Tone. My name is Anthony Manuel. Thank you for listening.